I think we're all just going to have to come to terms with the fact that I might be a little bit of a snitch. Everything bothers him. Wow, wow, wow. We had a little bit of an incident, fellas. There was a point at about five minutes in where I had to pause it because the video cut out. And then after that pause, I didn't realize that I had paused the audio. So after the first five minutes, you're just going to be hearing phone audio. But I really feel like this episode, even with having to cut, because next time I need to delete more memory and I need to take a bunch of things and transfer them to the hard drive. And it's just me being lazy. And I really need to do that shit. That's just the long and the short of it. Let me be honest with you guys. Um, but yeah, I'll take care of that. And this won't be a problem again. So there won't be so many cuts where I have to cut between, you know, you'll see the shots are not different, but slightly different. And a lot of you were probably good at the highlights puzzle. So, you know, things aren't lining up. This is what's different. Yeah, it happened a couple of times. But one of the times that I was doing that, I didn't turn the sound back on after the first five minutes. So, but I feel like this episode really just lets you know everything. You know, like th this episode is a good representation of where I am and what I w want you guys to know about this situation, which re is really everything. Like I said on Facebook, I said I would tell the whole story. I think I told the whole story. And if anybody has any questions, please do not at all hesitate to leave them down in the comments. 100%. I'm not joking at all. If You know, whether it's here, Facebook, wherever, leave a comment asking your question. If anything I say doesn't make sense or doesn't add up for you, please do let me know so that I can correct that because I wanted to tell you guys the whole story. So if you feel like I've left anything out, hit me up. If you're a friend of mine and you know something happened in between and you're like, you know, there's this part that you didn't mention, please, because... This story, I feel like, is kind of important. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy it. Don't hate me for the sound, please. He's unbothered. He calls it unbothered, but that's what's cute because everything bothers him. He's bothered. I'm a botherina. What's up, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Unbothered by Ty Rivera. That's right, it's Unbothered by Ty Rivera, and I'm your host, Ty Rivera, the absolute best LGBTQ comedian in the world snoopy bijou is surprising me right now by having she is going at that alligator and i'm not even joking i wish i had another camera so i could show her chomp chomp chomping because this bitch is getting down right now they're still not our uh official never to be sponsor again that's over whimsies that has ended we've moved on to play-doh treats we do those daily we're fine we're happy we feel good we're over you that's what's going on in casa de bijou las vegas Carla's homemade salsa is definitely the best salsa in the world. No lie, no joke. I got so caught up on those fall flavors, though. Um, the pumpkin habanero and fall for chipotle. The fall for chipotle with chicharrones, if you're from pork rinds, you know, but if you're Mexican, chicharrones, so good. And I ended up finishing up the whole thing. My friend Cheryl on Facebook had to rub it in. She was like, didn't you just open that up three days ago? And I was like, okay, Cheryl, let's not judge. And then she said, I need to get some salsa. And then I sent her the link. So Cheryl, enjoy the fall flavors. I'm telling you, I wouldn't steer you guys wrong. And if you decide to go the regular, I went the regular the other night and just had good old classic green it was good to be home i'm gonna tell you that i have gotten i've been chasing waterfalls when it comes to carla's homemade salsa you know i need to stick to the green and the red that i'm used to but 
<sighs> all the experiences are great. And technically, everything's great right now. I told you guys, and I'm not going to try to pretend that that whole situation with that promoter didn't happen because it did happen, and I'm going to talk about it. I said I would give full details, and I'm going to give full details. But for Carla's homemates also, or Play-Doh Treats, link down below in the description box. Maybe I'll even include whimsies just to show them that we're still good sports. She's still going at it. She's really impressing me right now. I thought she was going to lie to me, but she like did a pa 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 and I was like, "Sorry, I don't speak puppy." And then she looked at me and she like pa 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 pa. She was like, "You speak this part of puppy. I know that." And so I was like, "What do you want? Do you want to go for a walk?" And she sat down. I said, "Do you want to go potty?" And then she sat down again. So, you know, cuz she stands up in between like, mm, "Do it, do it, do it." And so and I'm sorry to be racist that I said, do it, do it, do it. But she's Chihuahua and she's Mexican and she's from South Phoenix. So if you're familiar with Arizona, you know, South Phoenix, you know, this bitch probably does talk like do it, do it, do it, even though she's been my kid her whole life. But anyway, um, the situation with trouble, let's talk about that. I um, am definitely disappointed in the way that that all went down because I meant everything I was saying to you guys. I'm not going to come on here and be like, you know, he isn't actually talented and I don't think he was a good on his or could have been a good promoter. You know, I, everything I said last week is everything that I meant. And I really was hoping that he was going to take from that, that it was a long form of just saying, be professional or don't be around. Because you can't cost us spots like champagnes, you know, if there had been a fight there. What you guys don't know is that one of the main bartenders from champagnes just died not too long ago because a customer got rowdy in there, went behind the bar. He ended up having a heart attack. You know, he already had a heart condition, and so he ended up having a heart attack. And that was a bartender that a lot of people, you know, because champagnes, when it comes down to it, is a neighborhood bar. It's right next to a laundromat. You know, it's got the gaming. It's not anything glamorous. It's a cool, cool bar, though. I love the spot. It's like Rat Pack. And so, you know, and Wayne Newton's been there. And, like, it's, it's Vegas. It's, like, funny the the way that it is but it's great and so you know it's our regular hangout and then you have the bartender that already died there and now then you go in and try to start a fight but you're supposed to be a professional promoter and yeah a lot of the guys in there are working their way up on the open mic scene but I really do respect everybody that goes there I mean like there's pretty much nobody there that I can say like when I go to champagnes oh I have to worry about seeing so and so it's just not that type of spot you know and so when uh you know you're Sorry about that. The tea was too hot and my phone ended up malfunctioning from it. Just playing. Uh, no, but like my phone and my brain were like, she's giving it all away. She's going to tell him everything. We may not be able to stop her, but we can slow her down. But they can't because I am ready to tell this story. What I was going to say is Champagnes is a great spot for us. We all love Champagne. So don't come around trying to fuck up Champagnes. It's bad enough you're fucking up your room, which is a nice room, is a nice room. Artisan, I didn't like the way they handled it, but I think they are making a good recovery now. And I think they could, like, they're a good place, I think, but they just didn't handle that properly, which I'm not going to make a big thing about because really I would like to work with them in some capacity in the future. And I hope that some comic picks that up. Maybe I'll talk to them about it. I don't know what's going to happen with that. But what I know is is it was very disappointing the way that it went down with trouble um, because I really did want him to just get the hint that it's time to turn it around yeah you fucked off for a little while or whatever and comics are willing to like be cool about you know the fact that 
you're not giving them their money right now, but you can make all that right. And you know what's annoying about this part of it is for whatever he's spending out in the regular world, and I'm not going to pretend I know how much he's making or that I can count his money. I don't know what he's making, but whatever it is, he could pay back probably everybody he knows because everybody, like a lot of people, he's screwed over, at least on the comedy scene. I don't know about life in general, but on the comedy scene, have told me the different amounts that he owes them. And from what I know, there's about nine people that say that he owes them money. And with the math in my head, you know, if I just did it off the top of my head, for less than $1,000, he could clear his name as far as that part went. So that's not a big deal. And then the other thing is just stop acting like an asshole all the time around us. You know, like we're like comics are a chill bunch for as much as this podcast would make it seem because what you have to understand about this podcast is I will talk about the drama and stuff like that but what you have to understand about the drama is a lot of people that are causing the drama especially that I've been in aren't actively on the scene so that's kind of been my problem where people think that I'm just complaining about this or complaining about that my point is just stay out of the way because nobody needs what you're bringing or what you're doing yeah and you may work comedy clubs and stuff but that doesn't mean you're on the scene and so they don't fuck that part up and the good part of comedy you know which the good part of comedy really is the working out your own material that's why i got upset with the joke stealing but like i said now i would have handled that completely different because i'm always thinking about myself like the way that i can make myself a better person that i I can have better reactions to what the world throws at me you know and so like that's more the way i see everything and so Uh, Like, I'm not holding on to that shit. I'm not still mad at people. Are there still stories I'll tell and be fun about and just make sure that you guys really get them or some people, if they want to listen to, know exactly the way that went down now that emotion isn't involved? Because obviously some of these I do like an hour after they happen. And then those are like a lot of emotion. You know, like when I first talked about trick situation or uh, I still haven't put out the Jimmy Kimmel sister episode, but like there's a lot of like growth that happens in me all the time. And so like being that kind of person, it's not like I think trouble can never have a future again in whatever he's trying to do. But as far as for what he's done now, um, cause if anybody's not familiar, he did this video that, or technically he did four videos. That's what a lot of people don't know. And I just got that confirmed tonight. Cause I didn't know how many he did, even though people had told me had done different amounts because I was trying to ignore him at the beginning. Because I was just like, he's just blowing off steam. I don't care what he says. It's whatever. You know, like, it's going to be basic. And I didn't mean that in a bad way. But, you know, it's just, what what is it going to be? So um, I didn't care. I wasn't paying attention to it. A comic showed me a clip of it. And I was like, okay, that seems kind of crossed the line. They showed me on Friday, which was apparently when he posted this particular video, which he ended up deleting. And I was like, okay, that seems kind of crossed the line, you know. But I was still being like, whatever about it. You know, like... <sighs> I I guess say whatever you want, you know? And then I get messages from comics saying things like, you know, be careful, or it sounds like he's going crazy right now, or people were saying different things. And a lot of it I treated as a joke. Like one friend hit me up and was like, you know, this guy just keeps mentioning your name on IG Live. And I was like, or not IG Live, but you know, IG. Um, And then he, I was just like, yeah, it's called hitting rock bottom, you know? So I was just being silly like that and not paying attention. So then by the time I leave Carlos Anthony's show on Saturday night, which was at the LA Comedy Club, and he's going to be doing a 
at, I'm not sure if it's bi-weekly or monthly, but either way, I went to it. It was a great show. Carlos Anthony, check him out, social media. He was my number one pick, even though I said it order didn't matter, but he was my number one pick. But uh, for uh, top five comics to watch on the scene. But yeah, I went to that. And so it's already Friday he recorded, you know, and then I saw a little bit of Friday evening. And then, yeah, Saturday I looked at that piece and was like, all right, let me clip that out and let me make the artist and aware of that. But I was, still wasn't going to watch anything. Because, you know, if you see that clip, which I'll share with you right here. You won't, faggot. You won't. And if I see you again, I will beat the shit. I will beat the dog shit out of your faggot ass. Well, once I see you, I will beat the dog shit out of your little faggot ass. Like, late at night, I'm in... Little Rock, Arkansas, which is where I was promoting my show, you know, the Thunderbird show. I like that picture of me, though. I was literally doing that while... Kind of so if you saw that, you already know, okay, this is cross the line, you know, and you can't be representing and showing the artist in shirt. And, like, it's just a bad look all the way around. And the fact that the hate is involved, even worse. Because I don't care about that word. I use that word. You know, like, when it comes to the word faggot, I don't care about it. But when you put it in that kind of context and you repeatedly say stuff and, you know, like, which at this point I had just seen the one, but one is too many. You know what I mean? I had seen that bit and I was like, okay, that seems a little cross the line, but I didn't have time to watch the full video. So I sent that to Artisan and it was just like, okay, let them chew on that for a second. Then we get to Sunday and I called, you know, before I sent it to them. This is before I was public about it. I posted anything, you know, because I, I wanted to give Artisan a chance to go out and handle it privately, discreetly. It doesn't have to be a thing. Just get rid of his ass, you know, like. Um, and so I went in and sent that clip and I didn't hear back from anybody. So then uh, and that was like, you know, earlier in the day on Saturday. And I would imagine I'm not a hotelier. Is that what you would say? <laughs> But I don't know about the hotel, motel, holiday inn business. But what I do know as a business owner is if I saw a video like that, I would definitely get on it right away. I would be like this, especially since it was shot on your grounds. So I would definitely be like, okay, this is something that we have to take care of right away. I don't end up hearing from a manager. And I called the front desk person and they said they were a manager, but not the general manager. And that would be something the general manager handles. And then they tried to give me this like, wait till Monday type thing, which is already annoying before I saw what I ended up seeing between Saturday and Sunday. Cause keep in mind, like I said, I had only seen the short version. So, or, you know, that little clip that my friend showed me and then I went ahead and, you know, timestamped that, timestamped that and uh, that's when my phone just went out because now there's a bunch of evidence on my phone. This guy's so fucked. But anyway, I went ahead and took out that little 27 seconds just not to waste any of their time, make sure it fits in a nice convenient email. And I included a little bit of text, nothing too salacious, nothing too whiny, just like letting them know, hey, this is one of your representatives, blah, 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 you know, like, and so I'm a professional comedian, I'm LGBT, I know I've been around, whatever, whatever, you know, and, but like I said, it was all very brief, because I like to keep things concise, because I know people don't want to hear a lot of the story, everybody's busy, it's a weekend, let's get to it. And so uh, I, I put that like that, and then they respond to me, don't respond to me. And then between Saturday and Sunday was when, you know, because I finally got, oh, a person came up to me in person, and I just won't say their name because I don't want to throw them under the bus and have him go on some kind of binge and then start talking about them. But comes up to me and he's like, I just want you to know that I don't support anything that Trouble said on his video. 
And I don't, um, I don't want to be involved with that. That's not my thinking. Like he made it so clear. And I was like, what did he say? And then I saw the longer version and it's where he's talking about like the way he said that he wanted to hang me from in on Maryland Parkway, like right in front of Champagne's and he wanted to drag me across the street naked and like, and he's all the way in between saying faggot, faggot, faggot a million times, which if you said faggot once, like in the, like, you know, the way that we all use it, to be honest, or a lot of us use it. I know some people would get offended. Like I said, that word in itself does not bother me. But when you're saying it that many times and in that context, and you're talking about actual, like, what is an actual hate crime? Like, let's not mince words about it. Like, this is what it is. And you know how, like, I'm so sure that this is a hate crime is that it actually bothered me. And I don't get bothered by stuff. I'm unbothered. <laughs> but I don't get bothered by that kind of stuff. I just don't. You know what I mean? I'm not sensitive to it. But yeah, when you say it in that kind of context that many times, at a point, I know that you're really saying you have a problem with me being a faggot. Because if you didn't have a problem with me being a faggot, you wouldn't have said faggot so many times. You wouldn't have to have it accentuate everything. And I know he's tried to say in a later video, because like I said, I've collected plenty of evidence that uh, he was just saying it to get under my skin. The word doesn't get under my skin. So that's not the way to get under my skin anyway. You're terrible at whatever it is you're trying to do, because if you've ever listened to my set, you would know that that word in itself isn't going to bother me at all. And I wouldn't have said anything. I wouldn't have like, you know, because I didn't report him. There was a point where he like put up a post because I saw the delusional stuff that was coming from him. People were sending me it. I was looking at it. Uh, you know, there were points where I was like, let me stay kind of tuned in and see what's happening in all this, because somebody seems to be obsessing on me a little more than they should be. This doesn't feel healthy. You know, I never fucked this dude. So I don't know why the emotions are so strong and why you want to put your hands on me so bad. But I don't care. That's not for me to figure out. I just know you're saying very threatening shit right now. You're also inviting people down to the artisan to fight you. You're challenging people to fight you at your place of business. And you don't even work there. You're a contractor, a 1099. So like you're inviting people to come fight you. So I think at this point, you know, cause I gave another phone call. I sent them a longer version so they could actually see what's going on. But this, what I had seen, and this time still a respectful, not too long version, but like, you know, hey, this is what's happening. Because I ended up seeing that was on that, you know, that as far as I know, the second video, but apparently probably the fourth from what I heard. And then he ended up making a fifth on Sunday, which I didn't know until just a couple of days ago, because the way that I handle that is two things are going on there. One, I want that documented. So I post it everywhere people can see it so that people know if anything happens to me, this is the person that did it. This is the person that's doing it. And also so people can see this is what I'm putting up with right now. This level of homophobia is something I haven't dealt with in my entire life. And I'm not even, well, I once got jumped, uh, but, and it was because I was gay, but at the time I just looked at it as me getting jumped and it's hard for me to wrap my head around. It's, it's unresolved trauma, girl. Just, I don't, everything's just life. Even this is just life, you know, but at the same time, I have to take in to account the seriousness of it. As a gay man, I, and I hate talking like that because it's so gay, but it's really something that I want people to know. Like, like there's parts of me that are having fun with all of this and the way it is, but there's parts of me that are just like, yeah, this isn't supposed to happen. And this isn't supposed to be happening like 
happening like this. And I'm not supposed to be told these kinds of things. So there's that too. But then at the same time, there's also the fact that what I didn't tell you guys is he had also sent me in my direct messages on my um, backup Instagram account, because long story, but to make it short, at a point I thought Instagram was gonna delete me, so I made another account. I never used that account. It's, uh, the name doesn't even matter because, but it is, you know, Ty Rivera comedy is what it is. I was gonna say it doesn't matter because I couldn't remember, but I thought about it real quick and I remember it's Ty Rivera comedy, but never go to that. Official Ty Rivera is me on Instagram. That was just a backup account and I probably disable it or whatever. But anyway, the point is, he sent that on that because I already blocked his, uh, from my primary page, I had already blocked his account, you know, from being able to direct message me because he was being annoying back in the day or whatever. Or maybe it was most recently. I don't remember. But whatever it was, you know, I told you I blocked him on everything at a point and in spurts because I kept being like, let me let this guy get his shit together and then block from another platform and block from another platform. And so, you know, that's the way I earned another account. And so that's the way it worked. But that one, apparently I unblocked him from. Uh, and so he went ahead and sent that in a direct message to me, that video, the 18 minute version that I ended up posting. And then friends were telling me that he had been sending that to them like private message as well. So I was like, well, he really must want some views on it. So that's the other part of me that uploaded it on every platform because it's like if you want people to see this that bad then let's stop fucking around with your 95 views and yeah i'm not gonna make you go viral i try but i'm not gonna make you go viral maybe but i will get you more views you know like i think he's got 700 on youtube and 1500 on instagram you know from my posting it that's and then he's got like another 490, I think it was on Facebook. And so, you know, he's getting seen a little bit. He's getting what he wants. Cause you know, if a tree calls another tree a faggot in the woods and nobody's around to hear it, did the tree call the other tree faggot? Well, no, of course it didn't. So I have to make sure that people know that this tree called this tree faggot. And so that got out that way. And then I was tagging Artisan and everything because at that point, that was when Artisan hadn't. So I uploaded, once I didn't hear from them within a reasonable amount of time, I just went in and uploaded. And I was like, let me make sure this is locked and loaded. And I put it on private. And then when I, like I said, when I didn't hear from them in what I consider to be a respectable amount of time, then I just went ahead and put it out there. and was like, okay, check out what the Artisan is trying to sweep under the rug right now, which is the way I really did feel about it because you're not paying attention. And when a person's acting like that, what you also have to remember is we had the Mandalay Bay situation. So I don't care if as the general manager, you wanna take the weekend off and not answer emails or not pay attention to your phone. If there's somebody that's twacked out of their mind on your property, threatening hate crimes and inviting people to fight, maybe you should log in. Maybe when I called your front desk person, they said that they would get a message to you. They either needed to actually, in fact, get that message to you in an instance like this, or you guys need to come up with a system where they do start doing that. Because if they didn't, it was a huge mistake on the part of the artisan. I don't care where it happened, you know, as far as where the breakdown was. I don't care. I think that lies with the general manager, which whatever. I'll send them this video. If they want to watch, they can watch. If they decide not to watch, then don't watch. 
But that's what I would say. Like I said, though, I do want Artisan to be able to like come back in the comedy space. So, and since then they've corrected their attitudes. I had a good talk with them the other day. They invited me for a talk after lousing it on the phone as well, which we'll get into that. Uh, like, why not just get into as much as we can? We'll let this we'll let this phone memory run out again for all I care. Um, but yeah, so uh, this is all happening. This is all going down this way. Then friends start jumping in and stuff like that. And like my thing is, at the end of the last video, he threatens to come back to Champagne's, which isn't that far out of the realm of possibility because he just showed up acting like an asshole at Champagne's a week ago or less than a week before at that time. So it's like, you know, he's saying he's going to come to Champagne's. And like in the way of like, you know, the uh like him because he said he checked all us faggots you know what i mean everybody at the but he was so drunk nobody was paying attention to him he was just like a drunk it might as well have been and i'm not even being mean when i say this, this is just the vibe it might as well have just been some random homeless drunk guy because it was just a person roaming around drunk that was talking shit and yelling and everybody okay grandpa whatever you know like Nobody wants to argue with you about the war or whatever. You know, like it was that kind of vibe. That's what it was. That's what everybody treated him like. And like my podcast really was, if you listen to the first part of it, I was hemming and hawing until about 40 minutes in because I was trying to say everything in the most polite, productive way possible. Because like I said, I really felt like he could have been an asset. I really felt like he could have been or could be something. And, you know, if after he sobers up for a year and he pays everybody off and he gets his shit together, then, you know, I I can forgive him and I'll, I'll even work for him. I don't give a fuck. If he actually has the money, then I'll work for him, you know? But he's got to be sober a year. He's got to get his shit all the way together. I don't think... Uh, like trying to cancel him permanently, make sure he doesn't have a life. But for now, he's not going to have a life and he doesn't deserve to have one. Because what eventually happened was he's wearing that artisan shirt, popping it like you guys saw and uh, in the 27 second version even. And so it was the dumbest thing in the world because like my friends and friends of friends ended up getting very upset about it and sending emails and making sure that calling uh facebook messaging and thank you to each and every one of you for letting them know that this is unacceptable because it just is and between everything he's unacceptable not just that video but just you're bad for business that's what it is like the personality is like what he's trying to be I, like you know what do you want to be like suge knight because he didn't have a good reputation and you're not ever going to be a suge knight you know it's just not in the cards suge knight is suge knight and look at him he's in fucking prison so you can be the richest man in the world, but if you end up in prison, does it matter? Are people really respecting you? Because I hear a lot of Suge Knight jokes when people are just fucking around. It's not like, you know, his name still makes people shudder. I mean, like, I might get killed for posting this on my podcast, but Suge Knight probably isn't watching no faggot podcast anyway. And he doesn't care about any of this shit, and he probably thinks I'm a snitch. Which I don't care when anybody calls me a snitch. I already told you guys, that's not what I consider a snitch to be. So if you consider me a snitch, you consider me a snitch, and I'm 100% fine with that. To me, a snitch is if we're in something together or if I see something I shouldn't see and it doesn't affect me and I still just go be a fucking snitch right there just telling for the fuck of it. But no, I'm running a business. One, I never said I was a gangster comic. I never claimed that. Tonight, I went to Chonkla's with Linda Marcus Smith, which if you don't know Linda Marcus Smith, I don't think it looks like me and Linda Marcus Smith are just banging, except for we do hang out at the Mardi Gras quite a bit, which is kind of ghetto. And so maybe scratch that.
but we me and Linda Marcus Smith are really like talking about banging, you know, like that's not what it is. Uh, but anyway, so it's like, I don't even know what you're trying to be. I don't know what you're trying to do. And any of the people that call me a snitch, I don't care because you've all done less than me and you don't understand. This is a business. And when I say this is a business, I don't mean just the business of stand-up comedy. I mean me. I'm an actual business. So if I'm an actual business, then this is my brick and mortar. And if somebody were to tell me that they're going to bust out all my fucking windows just as a business, would I not call the police or am I being a snitch? Because I would say I'm a business owner protecting my business. If you listen to the video, if you listen to any of my unbothered, listen to them, watch them, you will notice that I haven't said any like I was going to kick anybody's ass in a very long time because I don't feel that towards anybody. And I can't just conjure that up. I mean, I'm sure if you were to go way back in like 2016 and something like that, I would have said that about somebody and I would have meant it because I remember that. I remember one time I pulled up and it, I really was mad. And that person is lucky that I that they weren't there because I was just tired of them talking about me and they didn't know me. And my head was just different at that time. You know, like I said, I'm always evolving. And back then I was a lot more like, I would say almost Neanderthal sometimes in my thinking. And I know that's not something you're supposed to say about yourself, but that's the way I feel about my thinking back then. I'm not proud of some of the things I would, and I, like, you know, just you grow. And so, like, now I can't even conjure up anger on cue, you know? Like, I could see somebody that, you know, I supposedly don't like or they don't like me or whatever and just get a zero read because everything else around me is so good right now. Like, contrary to what people would believe about my life or the way things are, like, tonight I mentioned going to Chanclas with Linda Marcus-Smith. I hang out with Linda Marcus-Smith. I hang out with Delilah. I hang out with uh, William Penelope Strange. And then, like, you know, I have a bunch of extended friends. I also hang out with AJ Rivera. And, like, if you're ever around the vibe with any of us, with all of us, or when I'm around, like, you know, just the way we are, we're all good people and we're all like cool with each other and we're not fucking constantly trying to cut each other down or I'm not getting my respect or even talking shit about a lot of people, even trouble. People don't talk about him like a fucking dog. You know, they're just, everybody just says the same thing. Like, yeah, he's stupid. He's always making problems for nothing. You know, like that's the kind of stuff that people say about him. But even that doesn't consume the conversation. He's a blip in it. Everything's a blip, you know, because when you're a happy person, you don't have to assess on any one thing. Like a night like tonight when I show up after everything's gone down, yeah, I talked about it a bit more than I regularly would, but I didn't talk about it to the extent where I did actually take the video because a friend of mine who used to be a police officer hit me up in my DMs, slid in the DMs, and like told me that I need to take that to the nearest substation and they'll tell me the steps to take to um, get a restraining order, which I feel like if my friend who's an officer says that, and he's a cool cop, it was a cool cop, you know, he's retired now, but if he's if he's saying that, then I should probably listen to him, you know, and then I had other friends saying that, too. And I was like, OK, well, then I'm going to take the proper steps because I'm not trying to do that street shit. When I was younger, I had an opportunity to go that way. And like I told you guys, I was hanging out with gangbangers when I was younger and didn't even realize at a point ended up getting shot in the fucking leg. Like I saw what that life is like. I saw friends being released from prison. I saw one friend go to prison for life. I talked about that on an episode. You know, like I saw the way that works. And that's 
that's not what I'm trying to do. And like, I've had really good friends. Cause you know, I mean, like I know people from the life, like that's the other thing. I know actual gangbangers and actual gangbangers don't behave like that. That's a person pretending to be a gangbanger because an actual gangbanger wouldn't be stupid enough to record themselves on IG live or IG saying that they were going to commit a hate crime. No gangbanger is doing that. No gangbanger worth the fuck is using social media that way. It's just not what it is. A lot of the gangbangers I know either don't have social media or their fam social media is family and prayer. Like you're like, okay, that's what we are. All right, I know the real you. You saw me crack before. Uh, you know, like, I don't know, when I was younger, you know, that's the other thing. Like, I talk about stuff like that, and I've had people try to throw that at me. And it's like, you know, you, you smoke crack. 20 years ago, like, I think I might be past that part. I don't feel tempted. I've seen people do it in front of me. I'm not going to lie to you guys. And I don't care. I'm, but it's not anything I would... I wasn't even into that as my drug when I did. The, you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah. So... I had people hitting me up, which I'm going to say I appreciate that too. Those messages were very important, which a lot of those are because they're gangbangers. So they're not regular messages. They're coded messages. And then they fucking call you and be like, hey, I can have people there in seven minutes. I just map where Champagne's is. And if you end up having any problems and legit offers from people, people just tell me. And I, but like to me, all of that would be the antithesis, even though like, you know, I would feel good to just have somebody just go smack somebody around. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you guys and act like I'm not human, especially somebody that's talked that much shit that you don't wanna fucking deal with. But also, shit gets out of hand, and then somebody goes to jail, and yeah, maybe it's a thug that was gonna go to jail anyway, but maybe I don't want them to go to jail any sooner because maybe they haven't lived out their thug destiny, or maybe they're a week away from changing their life, and then there, somebody goes on my behalf saying, go beat up so-and-so, because one, one person hit me up, it was like, you know, I'll, because I don't, we know this guy that went to prison, and he hit me up and he was like, I'll send so-and-so. And I said, do not send so-and-so. You know shit gets out of hand when he gets involved. Of all people, don't send him. And he said, I'll send him no charge because this guy's a fucking asshole. And he said, I'll send him no charge. And I was like, well, you stop being stupid. Like, nobody should go to tr get into trouble over this guy. Nobody should, like I said, go to prison. I don't want anybody to suffer any consequence. That's another thing. Uh, and then also, like I said, it would just be the antithesis of what I want to happen on this comedy scene. I want this scene to be more professional. I don't want to turn it into some jungle where everybody has to fight each other. Like for comedy, we're supposed to make people laugh. We're supposed to bring people joy. Like what's with all the extra? Like it's not necessary. I mean, like especially fighting promoters and bringing a bad name on a hotel, like that actual establishment. That's why I'm not feeling like everybody should boycott the artisan. No, the artisan did their best to make right. And yeah, in this day and age, there are a lot of new rules. So I understand that different places have to catch up. And that's why I went in and had the meeting with them after all, because at the time that I had the meeting with them, they had already had their legal department call me and tell me that trouble had been 86 from the property. But we did have to keep the pressure on because I need them to understand that not only was that the problem, but you needed to handle this quit more quickly and more efficiently. Like that should just happen. If we all know what happened at Mandalay Bay, what if it's that kind of situation next time? And your front desk doesn't alert you and your manager doesn't think that's worth answering the call, which like this guy just turned out not to be serious in the moment, but who knows what's gonna happen in the future. But in that moment, he turned out not to be serious. So nothing came of it. But could you imagine if that kind of thing happened and a person could be like, I had actually called the manager 
manager to warn him that this kind of thing might happen or that somebody seemed to be unhinged, which is the word most people use. I didn't even bring that word up first. It was just the most appropriate when somebody commented, this behavior looks truly unhinged. You know, so like that's what was going on there. That wasn't me that started the fucking unhinged narrative, but he was truly unhinged at that point. And so, uh, you know, so I had to go in and talk to them and make sure that they understood. Like, because when I talked to the manager on the phone, like, you know, before legal had called me, I was just talking to the general manager and the general manager was completely fucking it up. He was telling me, like, it sounds like you guys are just having an argument and it's like, just having an argument. Did you see the video I sent you? Did you pay attention at all to what I sent you? And then that's when you guys were calling and emailing, like, you know, you guys were really picking it up because what happened was he started off having a bad attitude. And then at a point, things kind of changed a little bit. And then he was like, I want you to come in and meet me tomorrow. And then later on in the evening, the legal department called me and they were like, he's been completely 86 from the property. He's no longer welcome there. He's not even allowed to rent rooms. Like he's not in any way affiliated, affiliated with us. He just had, and like, you know, and I had also seen some email responses from different, from a particular representative that I could name, and I'll end up sending them this to them later to their corporate, just so they know everything that's been going on and the way that it's been handled. But one guy made it sound like it was just a problem between two people. Again, same kind of thing, but just the way he dismissed it, I'm sorry if you've had a problem. And it, that was sent to a friend of mine that ended up sending that to me anonymously. But thank you for the anonymous tip. Uh, they sent it to me anonymously. And then when I looked at it, I was like, this guy is acting like this person that sent him the email is just like, you know, trying to cause drama over nothing. Like, does he not realize the seriousness of that? So that needed to be addressed too and does still need to be addressed because, you know, these, like, we're all supposed to be making each other money. And that's the thing that bothers me the most about the way everything's been going down lately. And, you know, acting like you're king of Las Vegas, I don't care about that title. Like, I joke and say I'm the king of Las Vegas comedy. And for some, it's true. But, like, you know, because I fucking do it. You know, I mean, like, I show up and do the fucking job, even at these open mics. Like, and I'm going to talk about that real quick because, like, some of these people are really really do disrespect and I'm not going to make it a thing because I don't care about it. But this is where you'll have an idea of how I think about things in professionalism and I live by the things that I tell you guys. When I say I would never show up intentionally to start any problems with somebody or make somebody uncomfortable, there's two situations recently where I've chosen to stay home because I knew even though that wouldn't be the reason I was going, I knew that it could possibly make somebody uncomfortable and I did actually see them on the flyer. So I in good conscience wasn't gonna go down there even though I know the people that I was there to see. And one instance was Gooch was headlining a show at a place called Copa Cabana, which is a new show. I don't know if it's going to keep going or not. Um, not no shade. I just don't know. You know, sometimes people just do things once and then they're like, I don't like that venue or whatever. But um, Billy Ford and uh, TC are running that show. And I saw Gooch was on the flyer. And even though I was friends with everybody else on the lineup, you know, except for Gooch, I chose not to go because I knew Gooch was going to be there and it could make a situation for him. Me personally, like I told you, I don't care anymore, but it could make a situation for him. So I chose not to go. Then there was another show um, like last Thursday, which Melvin Washington was running at a place called The Goat. If you're ever in Las Vegas on a Thursday and The Goat is going, you have to go to that show. And I think it's every Thursday, but it, it, like Melvin puts on a good show and I like Melvin, but um, you know, it, so 
he was having a women's show and Linda Marcus Smith wanted to see Andrew Crum, which I love Andrew Crum and we're from the same hometown or, you know, she lived in my hometown or where I'm from, but uh, I don't remember. I'm going to have Angie on and not too long just because I love her and she's a comic and, you know, like anyway, but uh, Angie Crum was on the show and Linda Marcus Smith wanted to go. And, you know, I am kind of Linda Marcus Smith's rolling buddy every once in a while. Linda Marcus Smith has a crew. And so I'm one of the crew and we will go hang out together. So she had hit me up to see if I possibly wanted to go see Angie Crumb perform on the GOAT show. And like I said, since I like Melvin, I like Angie. I was like, I'll check that out. So I went to look at the flyer just to see who else was on, you know, just to be nosy, really. I was just like, let me see what other bitches we have on this show. No offense, bitches. But I was like, let me see what other bitches we have on this show. And I saw there was this woman on the show. I won't say bitch because I'm not trying to disrespect her and I don't know her like that. Um, and I'm really not mad at her, but I'm going to explain. Uh, there was this girl that goes by Shannon DeQueen Butler, which, you know, like Shannon DeQueen Butler, me and her had a little bit of a run in because of um, I posted that I or I had commented on a friend's post about an open mic that he was doing that I heard was charging money that, you know, I heard they were charging money. And that's all I said, you know, was I heard they were charging money at that spot, which I don't, I don't agree with people paying for stage time, but you spend your money how you want to. And if you want to do that show, you do that show. There's no consequence as far as I go. I don't think you're crossing any kind of line. I just don't like it. I don't think it should be a thing. That's me personally. But if you have your reasons for going and you feel like that's beneficial for you and a good way to spend your money, then do that. We're, it's capitalist, capitalistic society. So anyway, uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, so I, you know, posted that, which I did post in a way like, you know, like I'm not doing it, but I did just post it like that. And then she chimed in, this Shannon DeQueen Butler, the Queen Butler. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not being shady there. I'm just letting you know, in case you thought I was saying her middle name was DeQueen. Uh, it's Shannon DeQueen Butler. Um, and so she hits me with like, you know, uh, I guess if you don't have $5, like something like that. And also it, it just shows your lack of talent or your lack of not, she didn't say talent, uh, your lack of passion and whatever she said, you know, something like along those lines. And I'm like, young lady, I don't know who you think you're talking to right now. I'm a person that's doing comedy 18 years, goes on the road and still does open mics. I don't think anybody would question my passion and dedication. I mean, like I show up to spots where you don't have to pay all throughout the week so that on Saturday I don't have to pay for a set. But, uh, you know, and I did let her know that in a polite way and I didn't come at her just that sideways at the beginning. I just let her know, like, you know, kind of check the resume and which I don't mind saying shit like that because I have done shit. So I'm not I'm being full of myself. I'm just letting you know that when we're talking about discipline, and you've done nothing and you show up nowhere except for this $5 spot, maybe because it works for your life, maybe because if you give them $5, they'll give you a particular spot, you know, like, and I don't hold any of that against you, none of it, but don't come questioning my dedication. So we went back and forth a little bit and I didn't outright disrespect her, but I was just letting her know, like, you know, as comics, we're not even talking about the same, like, you're not, you're literally not on my level. 
That's just what facts are facts, you know. But she was still trying to argue with me about this five dollars and how it must clearly because be because I don't have five dollars, which I don't mind people buying drink. I buy stuff to support the room. I'm not that guy that just comes in expecting to be for free. Like I'll tip if I'm just sitting at a table someplace, you know, with a friend while they're eating and I don't eat. I'll just have water sometimes because I know I have my food at home, the stuff that I actually can eat all of and not feel guilty about any of, you know, even though I've been being kind of bad lately, but I do stick to that sometimes really good. That's why my body is still good. It's because a lot of times I stick to it. Um, and, but I'll leave a couple of dollars, you know, and like at least two or $3, even though all I did was sit there and didn't hassle them for anything. A lot of times I'll walk in with my water jug even, and just drink my water. The most I'll ask for sometimes is a glass and I still tip. So it's not about the money and it's not about the dedication. Like, it's okay to just accept, but she just wanted to keep going and going. And then at a point, she's one of the people that's brought up. She was like, I watched one of his old sets because somebody chimed in that, you know, clearly I must not have it again. Another person, stupid, uh, which I told them, do better, you know, just do better. Uh, and so then she chimed in. She was like, I watched one of his videos and uh, he was talking about doing crack cocaine. So and I was like, crack cocaine, what year are you in right now? Do you also pronounce a hair on? Um, but I was, you know, already like just annoyed because it's like, if you think you're judging me about drug use or any of my life experience, then you clearly don't know how stand-up works in the first place. But my point is Shannon DeQueen Butler was on, and I hope that's her actual name and I'm not pronouncing, sometimes I fucked up the last name all throughout. I've done that before. Um, but I knew that she was going to be there. And even though, like I said, I can walk into a place and completely not care. I didn't know if she was going to recognize me or people were going to say my name to her and then it would like throw off her set or make her feel a particular way. And I'm not going in trying to make people feel uncomfortable. Like I said, I don't care if I just accidentally get there and you happen to be there and you happen to get uncomfortable. That's just what it is. That's life sometimes, honey. But I will not ever in my life show up someplace just to make problems, just because somebody, I mean, like I got enough shit that I don't get to in my day that I actually want to do. I'm not going to add going to see people that I don't like, don't get along with, just want to antagonize. Why would I want to antagonize anybody? Like I said, I'm running a business. A business is function is to make money. That's what you're supposed to do as a business. And I'm going to tell you guys, I just want to concentrate on that, on making more money. I want to be smarter about it because I want to be based here in Las Vegas all the time. You know, I don't want to be on the road and I've been honest about that, but you know, I'm not like, and I don't want my whole brand to be drama. I don't care that people know me for like, I'll speak my mind or any of the stuff people say about me that's benign and whatever. Like, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. It's not something I think about, care about, whatever. But I don't want people to like only think of drama or only like, and some people would tell you that's what it is, but I'd be like, you only spend time on the internet because the people that know me in real life, and I can guarantee you this, like I can't guarantee you a lot of things, but you know, I'm not, we're not going to talk about Santa Claus right now, but I am going to let you guys in on a secret. The people that know me in real life, like the people I've mentioned, the whole Chanklas crew, like at a point there was even a rumor that they were trying to start that I had been banned from Chanklas, which if you know me and Chanklas, they're like family to me. And yeah, when we did the Thunderbird room together, business is business. 
friendship is friendship and everything they said made sense and everything I said made sense. And like, you know, I said with Thunderbird in particular, because Chanclas is different from Thunderbird, even though Thunderbird, even though Chanclas has pull with Thunderbird, there's only so much they could do. So when that didn't work out and people were trying to make it seem like, you know, that was some kind of thing between me and Chanclas, it's like, you have no idea how my relationship with them even works. And the fact that I'm so tuned in to just understanding when people are talking about things from a business perspective. That's why I talk the way that I talk when I'm on this podcast and like, yeah, yeah, this has to be entertaining and I will make it fun. But if you notice, I am at least somewhat cognizant of what it is I'm saying when it comes to like, you know, choosing my words, like I said, with artisan, you know, yeah, I didn't think they handled particular parts of that. Right. But I also think by the end of the conversation, when we met in person, because in person, everything had already been full fledged. You know what I mean? People were emailed, people were letting them know. And like it had reached corporate, the legal department had hit me up, like I said, and the legal department had a great attitude, like legal department has it down. If everybody else could learn from the legal department, at Artisan and uh, Siegel Properties. Apparently, uh, Artisan is owned by Siegel Properties, which makes sense in the whole, if you know Vegas and Siegel. But, you know, I've been to some Siegel suites. But either way, I'm supportive of what's going on up there. So I'm not talking shit, but I'm just saying, <laughs> do better, Siegel. Uh, do better Artisan specifically. But by this point, it had really been driven home from them. And there were corporate emails sent, you know, like they're, it was a thing. Respectable people, everybody would like on that, everybody was respectable. Like just people I'm like, I'm sure they know how to write a letter. Um, and so by that point, they had already had their attitude together. And uh to wrap that other part up with Shannon so Shannon Queen Butler and Gooch were two times where there were people that I liked on the shows, knew on the shows, but I chose not to go because I didn't want to even give a hint of that's what I'm doing. I didn't want to feed into that. I don't I don't want to be anything. And this is me, my my hand to God. Do you do right? Is this right? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, my hand to God. I don't want to be anything but a good influence on this scene. I want this scene to grow. I want this scene to get better. And so Artemio uh, trouble just has to be out of it for right now. I went down to the police. They made a report. Harassment is what it is. They watched the videos. I turned that over to them, you know, sent, had to send them the copies right there, phone to phone. And so they could get everything they needed. And they were like, yeah, this is, it's a misdemeanor. And like, like I said, I don't feel any way about that. I don't feel like, you know, I'm a snitch. Me and Artemio were never in a caper together. We were never lovers. We were never anything. And I turned on him. Like I already had no connection to you. I was being nicer to you and giving you more respect than you deserved from the respect that you showed us, you know, and that's just a hundred percent true. The, the ways he talked to me and the ways he talked to other comedians, cause even at his best, he would call me a faggot. You know, like even when we were, but I was always willing to just be like, just be cool, let him learn and adjust. Cause like I said, I've had a lot of friends that have come from being homophobic to all the way being one of my best friends. My best friend that I don't talk to right now, but my best friend actually uh, like, you know, he started off as homophobic and was not down, you know, and it, like, you know, um, towards the end of that relationship, we were fucking like anybody else, just Clinton. <laughs> 
And he was my best friend. You know, we had become real best friends. And so I don't have a problem with people starting where they start. And I'll be those training wheels for you. So I didn't mind him the way he talked when he said it when we were friends, you know, or I was trying to be friendly with him. But I've already shown you more respect and been talked to by you in ways that I shouldn't be talked to at your best. And so then now you're adding the threats to it and making it seem like I got to look over my shoulder. Well, maybe because I know actual gangbangers, when somebody says that kind of stuff, I feel like that's serious. And so there's a part of me that even if I think you're full of shit, has to at least take that a little bit serious. And so, yes, I did file a restraining order or apply for a restraining order because at the very least, if the police can't get there and enforce that restraining order, I need to know that anything I do is protected in the way that I'm not going to jail. Because that's the thing. I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to go to jail. I don't want any problems. I have a small dog. I live a quiet life. If you ever pay attention to my stories, my life is really chill. Even though people think there's something happening that's not happening. I go to the gym. I edit stuff. I work. I do stuff that I have to do. And that's the life that I want, and I don't want to let anybody that doesn't even care about their own life come in and fuck up mine. So, like I said, if you want to call me a snitch or you want to say whatever, say it. And I don't, I will feel no ways about any of that. And I also won't be approaching anybody about anything. I told you guys, like, if people want to be, you know, cool with me, then they could just come up and be cool. Somebody did that the other day to their credit. Um, I was a dirty 1230. And just like I said, I did like, you know, I kept my word. Like they came up to me and they just started talking to me and they, um, you know, there's a few of you that, you know, I don't want to talk to you. So don't do it. But that's like, they know if you're just thinking, am I one of those? No, you're probably not. But the ones that, and there's only like two, I want to say maybe three, one of them's lives in a different city but anyway this person came up to me and was just like you know i just want you to know uh i said some shit about you before and we kind of got in an argument but i've heard things about you now and i know you we have mutual friends or i know of you and i know that kind of like I, they said that they kind of were jumping to conclusions on the internet and they really shouldn't have interjected and they shouldn't have said anything about me which they did say some pretty I guess pretty damning things if they were true, but like that's a lot of why I don't care about anything because people tell stories and only tell this much of the truth and then put that much lie. And that used to bother me, but now I don't care about that because I know the truth. So I don't care if the rest of the world believes that. If you meet me as the person I am and you still believe these made up stories about me, then maybe you're not a smart person and a good judge of character and I don't care what you feel about me anyway. I don't need you. You're not smart enough to be my friend. And I only made it to the ninth grade. So that really is an insult. But that's also on you and for you to decide. So if you decide to come up to me at some point like this particular person did, and I did appreciate this person doing that because they seemed sincere and I said something that gave them a big laugh, you know, which like, well, because... They're like, I'm just glad that now that I've met you and I can uh, put a real face to you. You know, it's it's uh, not just Facebook because they were like, Facebook isn't really a thing. You know, it's not just Facebook. But there was a part of me as well. Like, bitch, if you're talking shit about me on Facebook, those are real people reading it. So it kind of is a real thing. But like I said, I wasn't holding on to anything. And I mean that. But this is just, if you ever want to know, inside my head. Um, and so they were like, Facebook isn't a real thing. So it's just nice to see a real face and I just looked at her and I was like well 
I don't know that I'm exactly giving you a real face, but. <laughs> and then we both started like laughing, laughing, especially in the moment, you know, because it, it was serious for her. But uh, oh, and Jill Carlson, I owe you an apology. I was curt and short and rude with Jill Carlson. And I meant to address this earlier in the episode and I'm wrapping up now, but Jill Carlson, I am so sorry for being rude. I had a million things on my mind and that's never an excuse. So I'm not making an excuse for myself and I, there's gonna be no buts to this apology. Yeah, just, I'm sorry. And um, I, that's it. Like, you know, I hope you forgive me. Uh, like, and um, I don't even wanna talk about it because I feel like talking about it if you ever want to come on the podcast and talk about it, we can talk and it'll be great. But uh, I feel like talking about it would be disrespectful because um, it would be making excuses. I'd be like, but the reason I said that was because, and there's no excuse for me being rude like that. It, it was what it was and it was just me being an asshole and I'm sorry. So that's, you know what, you guys. I... So anyway, we got to the part where um everything's cool with the artisan as far as i go um i love everybody at chanclas jack slammy is the fucking man tonight i did a set about it that i'll never do for like regular just because i don't want to taunt anything and like after this episode like hopefully with the restraining order and the harassment charge and the videos and the fact that he did actually end up losing his room and can't even be at the place that he considered to be his castle. Hopefully he just stays away now and that isn't a thing anymore because I really don't want him to go to jail and get in trouble. Like I just want him to go about living his life and hopefully get clean. And like I said, come back in a year and see us. A year and a half, yeah, a year and a half so you could pay everybody back. You could be sober for a year. And then, you know, just business as huge, kid. Does water under the bridge. But you're not gonna hear me talking about him unless he does something stupid. And then of course, I'm gonna address it on Unbothered because I talk about everything on Unbothered. And especially like once the um, restraining order is granted, providing that it gets granted, which I think it will, cause you know, it's made off of the police report. Um, and the cops seem to, to is it LVMPD? Yeah, LVMPD's credit. The officer that I dealt with really seemed to take it seriously and wasn't at all playing about it, like technically. See, my shot's off now. That's the continuity on this video. It's not, this isn't professional. I, you know what? Oh, but what I was gonna say is like, you know, with the, the, the um, restraining order and everything, like, you know, I don't think I'll be able to talk about him. I think that it's supposed to be a thing where he's not supposed to talk about or bother me and I'm not gonna talk about or bother him. And I will 100% keep my part up. For anybody that's wondering, I did have a friend go with me for all of this, you know, for the meeting with Artisan, for the restraining order, for the, you know, police report. I had a friend go with me for all of that. Uh, I just didn't mention their name because I don't want them getting caught up in anything and. Nobody needs to know. All you need to know is I had a good friend go with me that really did make sure that I got treated right and, you know, I had a moral support and even drove for me, which, you know, was just a nice, a nice aside for them to do. But, you know, I, when I tell you guys that things are good around me, I mean, things are good around me. Like, you know, it's just what it is. I have good people around me because I'm a good person. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? We'll find out. Stay unbothered.